Hello, my name is Ed Frawley, and today we're going to talk about how to bottle feed newborn puppies. I've bred over 350 litters of German Shepherds in my 30-year breeding career. Over the years, we've done our share of taking care of newborn puppies that need help. We've also come up with our own newborn puppy formula that I think is the best formula that I've seen. You can make this formula yourself at home, and it has 11 calories per cc. The problem with commercial formulas, the ones you buy at your vet, is that they only have one or two calories per cc. In my opinion, this is not enough nutrition to provide for adequate growth. We have used this formula many, many times, and it works better than any other that I've ever seen. If you are hand-raising puppies and they develop medical problems, you're going to need to contact your vet. Please don't email me and ask me what to do. It would be completely inappropriate for me to guess at the medical needs of your sick puppy. But with that said, here are a few general rules for bottle training puppies. We use distilled water. You don't need to go and buy distilled water, but you can boil water yourself and then use it. Just give it time to cool down. When you're bottle feeding a puppy, you always need to burp it after you've fed it. A puppy may have bubbles that are on the side of its mouth when it's sucking. When a bottle is held upside down, the milk should drip out. It should not flow out of the holes like a stream. Puppies that get milk in their lungs will get pneumonia, and more than likely they'll die. So you need to be careful about uh, getting the holes too big in your nipples. The amount of formula that you give your puppy needs to be adjusted as the puppy grows. The article on my website that deals with bottle feeding puppies has a chart where you can weigh the puppy and get a general rule of thumb on how much to give the puppy every day as far as for feeding. The chart on my website is for German Shepherds. If you don't breed German Shepherds, you may not want to use that chart. Obviously, a German Shepherd is going to have a different growth rate than a Chihuahua. You should have an accurate scale to weigh puppies. If you're going to get the best success, you need to know how much your puppies weigh. I can't set a puppy down uh, that's two or three days old and feed it throughout the day and at the end of the day tell you, okay, this puppy has gained 30 grams. I can't see it, and I don't think you can either. The only way to know is to weigh the puppy. We sell these little kitchen scales that work just perfectly for something like that. The recipe for bottle feeding puppies is this. We start with 10 ounces of canned evaporated goat's milk. We don't use pasteurized cow's milk. Cow's milk will cause a puppy to get scours, and then they're going to die. We add three ounces of sterilized water. Baby water or boiled water works just fine. We add one raw egg yolk, one tablespoon of regular mayonnaise, one cup of whole yogurt. Avoid the skim or the fat-free if you can, and a half a teaspoon full of Carol syrup. Don't use honey. Place the ingredients in a blender or use one of those wire kitchen whisks. Be careful about not over blending and then turning right around 
in feeding the puppy because when you put it in the blender, it's going to make a milkshake, which is filled full of bubbles. And then the puppy has bubbles in his stomach and it causes problems. Keep anything that's left cool and discard what you don't use at least every seven days. This is not expensive, so it's easier to throw it away and make fresh. You do have to warm your formula to body temperature, and a dog's body temperature is 101 degrees. Now let's talk a second about raising orphan puppies. Newborn puppies cannot regulate their body temperature very well. They quickly become chilled or hypothermic. If their mother and their siblings are gone and they're in an environment that doesn't have some kind of heat source, it's necessary to provide the heat source for your puppy. Suitable heat sources can be water bottles, uh, incubators, heat lamps. We use a large one-gallon Ziploc bag, and we fill it partially with beans and partially with rice. Then we, we double and triple bag it and put it in our microwave and heat it up. Now, we're very careful about how we heat this. We heat it slowly, and we feel it as it goes. Then once it's warm, we'll put it in with the baby. What I do is take like a laundry basket and put a towel in it, and I will take this bean bag and wrap it and lay it in there, and I'll put the puppy next to it. Whenever you do something like this, even if it's, even if it's a, a heating pad, you have to give the puppy a chance to crawl off the pad and lay where it's not warm, or you'll just cook that puppy. So you have to be very careful in how you handle your newborns. You have to keep them warm, but you can't overheat them. They have to have a place where they can climb away from the heat source. During the first four days of life, aim at keeping the temperature in the box around 85 to 90 degrees. You can gradually decrease the temperature to about 80 degrees by 7 to 10 days. If you're raising a litter of puppies, the temperature can be a little bit lower because puppies will huddle together and pile to keep one another warm. The normal rectal temperature of a newborn puppy is 95 to 99 degrees. If its rectal temperature is below 94 degrees, you're dealing with a potentially life-threatening case of hypothermia. The pup needs to be warmed immediately. Take care not to overheat the puppy and warm it too quickly. This can be fatal for a weak puppy also. Newborn puppies will quickly become dehydrated if they're not nursing. They can also become dehydrated if the environment that they're in is too hot and dry. Two indications of dehydration are a loss of elasticity in the skin. That means if you pick the skin up on its back, rather than go right back down, it'll stay tented a little bit, up in a little tent. You'll also see a decrease in saliva production. The gums and the tongue will feel tacky and dry. In addition to providing adequate nutrition, you may need to put a humidifier in or near the whelping room. There are times that you have to be careful, though. You can't let your whelping room get too hot and too humid, or you could have sick dogs, including the mother. There's also some cases where you may have to do sub-Q fluids, but that's a topic that's covered in another article on my website titled Save Your Puppy's Life. Hypoglycemia can develop in puppies, especially newborn puppies, that are not nursing frequently enough. 
as hypoglycemia worsens, the puppy becomes progressively more depressed and weak. Without treatment, it may develop muscle twitches or seizures and then become unresponsive and comatose. If it's showing any of these signs, place a few drops of corn syrup on the puppy's tongue. This simple procedure is often enough to revive a hypoglycemic puppy. Also, watch for signs of hypoglycemia over the next few days. You may have to adjust your puppy's feeding schedule. I'm not a fan of those baby bottles that are used for puppies. I really don't like the nipples on them very much, although some people seem to use them just fine. I prefer human baby bottles. Now, I understand that the nipples on the human baby bottles may be too big for a lot of the toy breeds, but they work fine for German Shepherds and that size of a dog. If a puppy has a good sucking reflex, try them. Take time to check out the hole in the nipple before using the bottle the first time. The hole has to be the right size. If when you turn the bottle upside down, the milk or the milk replacer drips from the bottle with only a, only a gentle squeeze of the bottle, that's good. If when you turn the bottle upside down, you have to squeeze it firmly to get milk to drip from the nipple, the hole needs to be enlarged. Otherwise, the puppy is going to become discouraged or tired when it's nursing, and it may even refuse to nurse. The thing to be careful of is enlarging the hole too big. To make the hole bigger, heat a needle and pass the needle through the nipple a few times. But as I said, there's a fine line here between getting the right amount to drip out and getting a big stream to drip out because you don't want to have milk go into the lungs of your puppy because it's getting too much milk because that's going to kill it. Mothers stimulate their puppies to make them poop. They do this by licking or nuzzling around the puppy's anus. To prevent your orphan puppy from becoming constipated, you'll need to mimic this action using a soft cloth or a cotton ball that's moistened with warm water. Gently stimulate the puppy's anal area after feeding for the first two weeks of the puppy's life. The first 36 hours of a puppy's life is a critical period nutritionally. Healthy puppies will nurse right away and then every few hours. The pups must nurse from their mother within 12 hours after birth to receive the antibodies against disease. After 12 hours, their stomachs will not absorb antibodies. After this first 12 hours, if the mother does not have enough milk or if her litters are too large, then the puppy's diet can be supplemented with our homemade milk replacer. Remember, cow's milk cannot be used. It'll cause your puppy to get scours and diarrhea. Orphan puppies less than one week old must also be stimulated to urinate. This is accomplished by gently massaging the abdomen and the genital area with a piece of cotton or tissue that's moistened a little bit. You can read this article on my website by going to Learberg.com forward slash bottlefeeding.htm. There are about 300 articles on my website, which is over 10,000 pages. We also have a web discussion board, which at this point in time has over 100,000 posts. So learn to use the search function on my website and you'll find all the information that you need to keep your dogs healthy. Thanks for listening.